0: everyone, welcome to Court of Corvettes. My name is Jake. (laughs) This is definitely not the third time that we're doing this. But hey, you can hear us and it doesn't sound horrible, which is the two important most things. Uh, My name is Jake. I'm the GM. This is Moss's epilogue. Uh, I am he him, but I'll be playing a bunch of different random characters. So I'll be going by a bunch of different things. But let's go over to the important person, which is Moss. And because it's their epilogue.
1: My name is Molly McIsaac. I am she, her, as is Moss the Magnificent, who is a sorcerer, performer, elf, lady, who I love. And I'm across the internet as Molly McIsaac.
0: Awesome. So... You have been spending a bunch of time with Scott Herring and Onion at the caravan. I imagine you weren't, you weren't staying in town at all where you, mm-hmm. you were, you were probably outside.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do go into town to perform without an invitation at like every tavern and town square. So, um,
0: it's another morning. Scott has gotten up pretty early gone out, chopped the wood that is needed for the day, comes in, sets the fire up, starts cooking breakfast. When you about wake up.
1: Uh, uh, every morning, Moss looks like an absolute mess. It's just part of the course for having this much Elfie hair. And uh, she stumbles out of the caravan with her eyes half-lidded drawn by the smell of whatever delightful thing Scott is making for her. And she thinks to herself, wow, I've never been treated this well. I hate it. Just kidding. <laughs> but she stumbles out and says, Ugh, you know, I was really hoping for more sleep, but whatever you making smells so delectable.
0: Well, uh, this is this is the start of our day. I've got some things planned for us today, so eat up, you're gonna need your energy
1: you You plan things, but well i mean i I was planning on going back to that tavern I got kicked out of last night and trying to perform again but uh, does it involve that?
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't um here's the thing. How long have we been? I don't know, whatever we are, how long Um, have we been doing this? Yeah,
1: It's not like we need labels. I mean, I'm not,
0: I'm I'm not asking for one. I have sort of
1: a thing going on with the devil. You know that.
0: Yes. Um, but I just realized that, you know, neither one of us really know each other, like really know each other.
1: Well, to be fair here, Scott, it's because you are very, very, very guarded about your past. But, I mean, I'm an open book. I mean, I've been thinking about writing an autobiography for a while now. And perhaps this would... Wait, 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 wait. Are you suggesting that we have a conversation about our past? Would Oh, can I take notes for myself?
0: Like, for your autobiography or, or about me?
1: Uh, I mean, perhaps both. I think that you would be a vital part of my autobiography, would you not? I, I, I,
0: that has yet to be seen. I guess that's kind of up to, to both of us. Right.
1: I suppose so. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I understand what you're saying. There is certainly, um, some missing intimacy. I mean, we have intimacy. Yeah, not no, I, I, <laughs> no, I,
0: I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I figure, I figure. Just eat up, eat up and we'll, we'll have a, have a day. Um, you, you look around and you notice that Herring isn't there. Where's, where's Herring? Herring is preparing some of today's activities.
1: Oh, well, this is just becoming more and more mysterious and uh, I'm not really sure I like surprises, but I trust you, Scott, perhaps more than most. So.
0: You love surprises. What are you even talking
1: about? Oh, well, but, you know, it, it, it control freak nature, etc.
0: No, you like you like being the surprise, not being surprised yourself, I guess. Is, <laughs> I think it will be a good day. We're going to have a really good day. Um, and I think it will be easier for me to talk. If the both of us kind of get out of our day-to-day rut of going to the bar and coming back. What do you say?
1: Oh, I mean, all right. All right. We can do that.
0: Um, so in front of you, there is a plate uh, that has uh, ham, which you guys don't have a pig. So like, but he has gone out, he has hunted boar, and he has cut up some boar. He has uh, some, some uh, onion eggs on there. And he has, he has prepared a pretty, uh, a decent meal.
1: Well, Scott, this is, this is an in- incredible spread. And I mean, I'm worried about my figure, but. <laughs> we'll walk it off. No, no, we'll no, no. It it's fine. I mean, I don't know what Rome is, but that's fine. And, and as usual, you would be surprised by the voraciousness of Moss's appetite for food and drinks. So she immediately just starts shoveling into her face and, and, She's not delicate when she eats. She uses her hands. Like, she eats like a beast. And she's going for it. You can tell that somewhere in her past, uh, she wasn't as refined as she wants people to think she is. But you can only really see this when she's, like, downing flagons of ale or eating. And so she's tearing ham off the bone and and shoving eggs into her mouth. And it's actually quite alarming to witness.
0: <laughs> it's, got, it's got, like equally goes in and starts devouring his breakfast with you uh after a short bit he uh he gets up and uh he he grabs a small hand axe that is in the in like a a log and he pulls it off and he he kind of sets it on his belt and he goes well let's head out
1: uh what sort of shoes should I wear should I wear fancy shoes or should I wear like adventuring shoes adventuring shoes all right all right just give me a moment i have to coordinate my outfit and by a moment moss means about half an hour so she goes into the caravan and she comes out and now her hair is smooth and in bobbles she's wearing this beautiful jewel tone set of robes Uh, she has a a gown with some detailing on the front that's a royal blue color and then she's wearing um like a purple Overrobe with big bell sleeves and there's little moons and stars hanging off the ends of the sleeves She has a whole stack of gold and silver jewelry on her neck big earrings all along her ears She's wearing a matching hat because she has these massive witch hats that uh, match all of her outfits And uh, she looks pristine now as opposed to the beast that was just shoveling food into her mouth
0: So uh After you get ready, uh, you kind of catch at the glimpse of your eye. uh, Scott is leaning over and is talking to someone or something behind a tree. Uh, And as soon as you kind of step out and make a little bit of noise, he stands up straight and he goes, "Ah, you're uh,
1: you're ready. Uh, Yes, I am. Who who are you speaking to? Then even though she doesn't need it, uh, Moss has become kind of accustomed to fighting. So she's got a hand on her wand holster just in case.
0: He, he says, uh, it will all become clear when we get there.
1: Well, this is very mysterious, Scott. And if you were anyone else, I would be holding you hostage right now and making herring waterboard you for information.
0: Well, you can't do that when herring's not here. Can you
1: accurate statement? I mean, I've never tried it myself, but I could.
0: He reaches his hand out and doesn't says a s- single word and just kind of like, does the, give me your hand, like motion of like, come on, let's go.
1: Uh, with just the utmost grace and pompousness, Moss places her hand very gently and in, into his palm. Like she is a Royal lady.
0: Uh, he, he, he kind of looks at, at, at your hand and, and just kind of like clo- closes his grasp and his large hands just kind of encompass your small hands. Uh, and he start they, he takes you by the hand and the two of you start walking through the forest.
1: And he goes, so, where would you grow up? Oh well, we're just getting right into it now, aren't we? Where did you grow up, Scott?
0: I grew up on a farm. At least that's that's my first memory. Um, I grew up on a farm. There was about fifteen of us kids. Um, 15? All, yeah, we were we were all adopted, um, all from different families, different. Uh, Heritages, we all came from all over the place. Um, That's that's where I met Krug, actually.
1: Oh, that's why you're brothers, even though you look nothing alike. That makes sense to me now. So you were misfits who all came together.
0: Sort of. Krug and I have very different ideas of, of what that farm was really like and what happened after the farm.
1: Well, yes, but Krug calls it a cult.
0: No, 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 no. That's, 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 um that's Remy. Krug, oh, yes. Krug, Krug doesn't think it's a cult. Oh,
1: um, it's some sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I
0: came from a farm. Uh, I don't remember anything before the farm. I was uh, adopted when I was fairly young. Uh, and I, I grew up on the farm. I'm, I'm, one of the eldest that was on the farm. I was there the longest. Um,
1: were, were you used for manual labor? Is that why you're so extremely built and Moss honks his arm muscles?
0: <laughs> he he smiles a little bit and he says, I, I mean, the only reason you have 15 kids on a farm is so that, you know, the cows can get milked. The uh, grain can get, you know, taken care of. But the farm wasn't bad. The farm was great. Um, There was nothing horrible about being on the farm. Uh, It was a life that I was prepared to live.
1: Well, I can Uh, tell you that I have never worked on a farm. In fact, I was raised in the palace.
0: Palace? So you were a princess, huh? Or were you a... What were you?
1: (laughs) Well, hmm... Something like that. <laughs> I, I knew, I knew the princess. Okay. So, did you work at the at the at the f- castle? Uh, well, my parents did, and and you see, but I was a very gifted child, and so uh, I was I was given extreme attention, and uh, I, the royal family uh, particularly thought of me as a favorite. And uh, you can tell as Moss is saying that she's getting actually very uncomfortable. She's kind of like starting to fidget. She kind of like closes in on herself. Um, the very cure- carefully curated past that she's made for herself is suddenly being challenged.
0: Uh, so uh, after, after he kind of sees that he, he understands very much that feeling uh, as the tail end of, of, talking about the farm, he had very similar uh, reactions. Uh, and he goes, well, we're at our first spot. Uh, and he, you see him take his ax and set it on the ground. You t- you see him take his, uh, his shirt off. And he starts to take his, his pants down. And he goes, he goes, oh, I didn't tell you. And, and he he uh, he grabs uh, a bunch of, of, of bushes and moves them over. And you can, as he does that, you can start to hear quiet bubbling as it is a natural hot spring that he has taken you to.
1: Oh, well, I was beginning to think that we were just going to have a frolic here in the woods with no preamble, which... I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, but uh, very bold of you, Scott. But uh, yes, this is this is nice. I, I, I have, uh, I've heard that these, these natural springs are delightful for skin care. And uh, Moss very carefully takes her robes off very delicately. And surprisingly for as performative as she is, she's very modest with her body and she touches the, the spring with a toe and slides in.
0: Uh, Scott uh when he gets in he he very specifically looks away until you can get into the water. He's seen you uh, mm-hmm. many a times, but he understands uh how 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 you are yes he so the two of you are sitting in the hot spring it's warming up. he moves next to you and puts his arm around you and says so." Here's the uncomfortable thing. Hmm. Um Krug and I, uh, while we grew up at the farm together, something happened at the farm.
1: Oh no, that doesn't sound good. Not
0: not between us, not between us. Um I I I, I was young. I was little. I don't remember exactly what happened or why it happened. But the farm wasn't a farm anymore and um, they couldn't afford to keep all 15 of us. So we got sold. Like slaves? No, no. um, That's no, no, no. Um, We were, they made sure that we were okay, I guess. Um, But at the end of the day, We weren't a family. At least it feels like we weren't a family. Uh, I mean, who, who, who does that? Who, who adopts 15 kids and then gets rid of them?
1: Uh, At that Moss kind of her whole demeanor sort of softens. And um, she actually, she has a hard time making eye contact with people, but she actually looks right in Scott's eyes and there's something maybe in her eyes that Scott hasn't seen before, which is actually disarmed honesty. Um, and she says, well, actually, I, I really do understand how that feels. You see, uh, I haven't seen my family, my my parents, since I was very, very young. And I, I don't think they ever looked for me.
0: Mm, why, why do you say that?
1: Well, I I was raised in the palace, you see, and, and, but, but my parents, they, they worked in the palace. I, I was just a palace elf and I, I caused a lot of problems for them. I was, I was, well, I was me. I performed and I, I wanted to be above my station and, and, and I befriended the children above my station. And you know, when you're a child, you don't, you don't know that that's wrong you're just children and and I performed I performed magic tricks and and songs and dance and everybody thought I was so delightful as they always do uh, but one day uh I was caught uh using apples from the palace kitchen and uh I wasn't supposed to have them and and my family my parents they were going to be punished for me having these apples and Rather than defend me or I suppose take the blame, which I think is what parents are supposed to do, they they let me be exiled. And and they they didn't hug me or kiss me goodbye, they they just stood there stony-faced and watched me walk away, led by guards by my little noodle arms. And I I, I think I relate to that feeling. Why? Why would they have the child if they just let me go so easily? How old were you? Little, like 11 or 12, you know, things and elf years, we slow down as we get older, but yeah,
0: no, no, I, I gotcha. Um,
1: Get a little hot in here? Or is it just me? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, yes, I would like to get out. I would like to keep walking. Um, I would like to find herring or um, some ale or something. And uh, the, the, the walls kind of go back up over Moss's eyes.
0: Uh, and Mo, uh, Scott gets up and, and walks out and grabs his, his pants, puts them on quickly and then grabs your, your uh, cloak and holds it out for you so that, you know, you can, you can get in. Uh, he dries off a little bit and he grabs your hand and he says, all right, off to the next one. So far, so good.
1: I mean, uh, I suppose that was good. That was a little, uh, nerve wracking, but yes, uh, sh- let's continue.
0: The, the hot springs, not the conversations.
1: Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh, the hot springs. Yes. My, my skin feel, 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 feel. And she holds her arm out. I, I am so soft now. He
0: he takes it and he, he rubs his hand up and down uh, your arm. He goes, very much so. And as he does that, he pulls his, your hand so that it pulls your body and he pulls his hand backwards. So it kind of pulls your body close to him and he leans in and he just gives you a kiss.
1: Oh, well, you are certainly a romantic, Scott, s- says Moss after she pulls out of the kiss. Uh, Scott knows that Moss as much as she is attracted to him, has a really hard time with genuine intimacy.
0: You, he, afterwards, he, he continues to take your hand and walk further into the forest. Um, he looks at you again, very, he, he's got a, a, a weight on his shoulders. And he looks at you and he says, I think I'm going to talk to Krug about this. About not, not about you and me. No, no, no. I I, I mean, about what happened to, uh, to, to him and I,
1: when you were both sold, you were sold separately. Yeah. And were you little too? Yes. Were the people who bought you, were they nice?
0: he he opens his shirt up and he's got scars on his body Mm -hmm. all all, mostly from fighting he he opens his shirt and he shows you right by his chest a a very deep uh uh what looks to be a, a a wound that has healed but has never really healed correctly i was trained to fight Similar to Krug. Krug was trained to fight, but Krug was trained to fight in a monastery. He was told to keep peace and a center. I was taught to be angry. I was taught to fight with every ounce of my being, that everything I have will be the end of me. Any fight that I'm in, Will be the end of me, and a, that's why I fight the way I fight.
1: In a in a rare display of empathy, Ma takes Scott's hand and and looks at him, and her eyes are clear and open again. And she says, well, "Well, Scott, you don't you don't have to fight anymore. Not with me."
0: I haven't fought since since I left those walls.
1: I I know and if that's what you want to do, if you want to be my caravan man, that is absolutely your prerogative and I support you in it.
0: I just... <clears throat> he, he stops himself. He's He does definitely have something else to say, but it's just not time for him. Not yet, at least. He... Looks at you and says, we're almost there. We got, we have one little stop and then one big stop. Um, by now, this is like, this has been a few hours into the day. Mm-hmm. And he takes you down and he goes, uh, Herring has prepared us a nice meal.
1: Oh, is there ale?
0: There is absolutely ale.
1: Oh, good. I feel like these uh, conversation ta- uh, topics would be a lot easier with Ale for me. Uh,
0: as you cl- make the clearing, uh, you've been going uphill for a little bit. And as, as he reaches, uh, as you both reach this top, there is a blanket that has been laid out with fruits and vegetables and wine and ale uh, all sitting there overlooking the city on a hillside uh, you're, you, It's it's, a fen, it's a, an amazing view uh, And he goes This is all for you
1: Scott I'm going to be honest here That I've never been romanced like this before And uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure What to do with myself
0: I think you're supposed to Enjoy yourself
1: Okay I can try to do that
0: I don't uh, he walks over and sits down on the blanket and starts to pick through and grabs a grape and starts eating it.
1: Um, Moss is clearly uncomfortable. She doesn't know what to do when she's being the center of attention in a way that isn't almost making fun of herself or like performative. She doesn't know how to be the center of attention when it's just her. So there's just discomfort radiating off of her in waves. Like she sits down she doesn't know how to sit properly so she keeps shifting like she's very tense she's uh like picks at the food and then puts it back down and then she finally settles and just grabbing a flagon and then dumping an enormous amount of ale in it and just downing it in one fell swoop
0: so when you were let when you were let to be free
1: What did you do? Where did you go? I mean, freedom is a funny word for that, isn't it? Freedom, my, my life, my family, my, what I, what I knew in the palace that I wanted to live in the palace that I wanted to perform in. I didn't have anything. They, 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 they threw me out with no money, no food and. As she's saying this. This is this is very clearly. Moss has not really ever talked about this before. So she's drinking a lot. She's drinking a lot. She doesn't know how to talk about this. Without being slightly intoxicated. Um, and as she becomes more intoxicated. She starts to open up a little bit more. And. Uh, there's, there's a deep sadness. That begins radiating off of her. That she usually keeps very very hidden. And you see i was an orphan i was a street urchin i i went to the closest place that i could which was the streets and the alleyways and and, and there i was appreciated for performing and 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 at many times i was laughed at and people threw tomatoes at me and you know the the normal fare but I was a child and I was resilient and I, I knew that I was to be great. And so I just, I kept going. I, I sang and I performed poetry and puppet shows and anything I could get my hands on. And I scraped by with the small amount of money that I could get. And, and, and along the way, I met some goblins and uh, the goblins, they, they liked me maybe it was that our ears matched, but I don't know. They they liked me and I liked them and and, and they were the closest thing I felt to family. And, and that's eventually how I met Herring many, many years later. Herring is uh, like a brother to me in a way. I, I think that people think that I take goblins in as some sort of power structure, but I don't. They're, they're my friends. They're my family. When, when the elves in the palace didn't want me anymore the goblins just saw me for what i was and i appreciate that and so that's what i did I, I i stayed with the goblins in a in a modest little hut and and i performed and they helped me perform and and slowly but surely i went from being a little beggar child to well what i am now
0: So you, you worked hard
1: Well I I worked to survive I There's been this Beast in me That Perhaps it's spite I've never much thought of it But There's a beast in me that That, that wants to go roaring back Into that palace one day And show them what they cast out. And I wonder why did my parents never look for me? I mean, I never looked for them, but I was a child and perhaps if I went back and I was Moss the magnificent beloved by all, perhaps my parents would want me again. I mean, it's absurd to think of now,
0: but would you want that love? even if they gave it to you?
1: No. I I would tell them that I don't remember who they are. Even though I would. And there's there's a hardness to ma suddenly, a bitterness and anger inside of her. I I wish I wish just for 2 seconds that they could feel the pain and rejection that they put upon me.
0: They'll learn your name. They'll know it.
1: <laughs> they know my name. Everyone knows my name, Scott. You about ready? Oh yes. I, I mean, I haven't eaten much, and she she grabs she grabs something that's not ale and shoves some cheese in her mouth in her voracious appetite way, which shows that she was definitely a palace elf, and. uh he, he goes it down with more ale.
0: He goes good. You're going to need your energy for the next one.
1: I mean, this is certainly no uh, uh, level of uh, sharing that I have never done before. So I don't know how much I can handle. But huzzah! Let us go forth on this jolly quest. He
0: he gets up and he uh, he grabs the corners of of the of the blanket and pulls it up and. Ties the end off and uh, puts it up in a tree. And he's like, "Uh, when we come back, uh, I'll I'll grab it. So this way that animals don't get it
1: for the bears.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he keeps, he, he takes your hand again and starts walking into the
1: forest. And Moss is a little tipsy, but she's still standing and good.
0: (laughs) He looks at you and, and says, now, before we get to the next place, I think it's important that
1: I tell you something. Oh, God, what are you going to tell me? That never is good. You know how
0: each town had, like, a group of leaders that, like, made sure that they didn't, like, argue and fight with each other? Yes. Uh, they were called um, uh, the the Keepers? Yes. Uh, I was hired. Um, uh, I, I was bought by one of the keepers. Um.
1: Scott, you're the enemy.
0: No, no. Well, I. No, 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 no. Um.
1: I'm I joking. Just, Joke, I'm joking. <laughs> She's only sort of joking. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. I.
0: There's a lot going on with the keepers. I, you you've discovered that. You know that.
1: Yes, and I'm still deeply confused.
0: Um, I was I was bought by a keeper. I was trained to fight. It's why why I was the hero. Woo! And he kind of puts his hands up in the air as he says that.
1: Well, you're my hero.
0: Well, um. I was trained by people from over the wall.
1: Wait, so you knew?
0: Yeah. That's why I told you to go to it.
1: As much as I appreciate everything that's happened since we moved beyond the wall, like I have made true friendships and, 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 and seen and done things that I never thought I would. I do at times miss the insulation that we used to have. I I used to be famous and everyone knew my name and here it's just an upward battle. I feel like I'm on the streets again. And I'm not blaming you for that, Scott. And I also just want to say, I also just want to say that as much as I completely understand that being the hero and, and, and trained to be the hero and the poster child for it as such, perhaps was not great for you. At least it brought us together, because I, so famous as I was, could only be with you as famous as you are. And now beyond the walls we have, I suppose, now realized that we're both people, but, but our fame certainly entwined us at the beginning.
0: It did. I um maybe this is enough sharing for the night. What do you think?
1: Well, n- no, I'm actually quite curious about this. You were trained by people beyond the wall to what purpose to go beyond the wall to to be a keeper? I
0: was su- <sighs> I was supposed to guard the grove. I was supposed to kill you. I was supposed kill to kill me. All, I was supposed to kill anyone that interrupted anyone that got close.
1: But of course, you loved me at first sight and couldn't lay a hand on me.
0: I as much as I love that that would be the truth, I. I couldn't I couldn't allow this to happen anymore. I, I couldn't. I couldn't allow them to to do the things that they were doing. They were going to sacrifice her. They were going to kill her. I, I couldn't let them do that. But to what end? What do you mean to what end? Not let them kill Rose?
1: No, no, no. Why were they going to kill Rose?
0: They they believe that they're. They believe that their leader, um, the person that brings all of them together, who was banished and killed years ago, was born inside of her. And they believe that when they sacrificed her, it would release his immortal soul from her and allow him to take full form. I, I don't believe it, but
1: I don't... That all sounds very silly to me, but why don't you believe it? Why, if this is what you were trained to believe, what made you turn?
0: I didn't see anyone getting hurt before then. They would always sacrifice an effigy every year. That's what they would do. They would sacrifice an effigy to their, to their leader, to their God, and I just thought, whatever but this is the first time that they were going to kill someone.
1: Well, like, you know, they, we all do strange things for our gods says Moss thinking of Cloakie,
0: <laughs> but it wasn't for a God. It was for it. W- <sighs> we're here. He, he points to a small door. We're here.
1: Well, Scott, I must say, with what you've been saying to me, I'm not quite sure I trust you. She's saying this teasingly, but there's a 10% honesty to this.
0: <laughs> he puts his hand on the door and he, he goes boom, 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 and hits it three times. And you can hear a voice, very faint, Mas, Maas, Maas, being screamed. You. Recognize it to being Herring's voice. Herring. Then you hear another voice. Mas, mas. Why am I doing this shit?
1: Maas! <laughs>
0: They're calling for you.
1: Who's the other voice? Do I recognize it? It's cloaky. Yeah, it's cloaky. Okay. Uh, okay, well, this is the fanfare that I have always desired. And uh, Moss very confidently puts on her performer persona and steps through the door.
0: You open the door, and there is a makeshift stage that has been built. (laughs) (laughs) Right where the audience would be, there are these poorly made... Nailed together wood figurines that fill up an audience, and you see <laughs> Herring standing out there, and so creepy. <laughs> Scott walks out there and sits next to Herring, and 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 the two of them sit next to each other and go,
1: sing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if you insist. <laughs> it doesn't take much convincing and you can see this 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 incredible transformation in moss when she's ready to perform and she she just went from being actually vulnerable for perhaps the first time in her life to being back to moss the magnificent it's as if she grows 10 feet and she steps forward and in her eyes she looks out at these creepy wooden audience members and uh she sees them as an adoring crowd she has this incredible just ability to be delusional <laughs> and it's like you're watching an anime and a magical girl steps on stage and she magic sparkles around herself and her robes begin to billow and she specifically looks at Cloaky and like does like a very intense wink at him <laughs> and then she breaks into a song and this is a song that she's never sung before this is a song actually about the pain of her childhood and it's very sad and it's very beautiful and it's talking about loneliness and feeling displaced in the world and she feels like This is a song that she's kept close to her heart since she was very young, that she's never performed for anyone, but she wants to give this gift to Scott because he has given her a gift of honesty today and given her the gift of allowing herself to be honest.
0: You perform your song in front of the audience, in front of Cloaky front of herring onions is perched up on top of one of the wood stick figures and As you're singing and looking out over the stick figure audience, you see a shadow in the very back walk across the edge. And it comes into a little bit of light as it steps forward. And you see Asmodeus standing in the back, watching you perform.
1: Uh, there is a a skip in Moss's heart. Um, but she continues to perform, but her eyes fixate upon Osmodius, And she tries to focus on Scott, but there's a certain level of uh, just complete uh, perplexion and, and excitement and fascination about why Osmodius is there. And uh, almost a, a, an insecurity as well, because this is a, a level of vulnerability that uh, while she's, she's certain he knows already about her, um, it, it, it feels strange to bear her soul. To him.
0: He stands in the back and just nods and smiles listening to you sing. Um, At the end of your song, you. Your eyes become a little bit blurry as probably the first time in a while you're you're having legitimate tears fill up your eyes, not performative crying, but you've released a piece of your soul you've you've gotten a little bit of weight off of your shoulder as you see scott and herring start to throw little bits of flowers that they have picked up onto the stage uh and that is where we're going to end this epilogue (laughs)
1: This is just a moss therapy session. <laughs> Wait, no, I wanted to talk to Osmodius. How dare you?
0: <laughs> You'll have plenty of time to talk to him. You'll have plenty of time to talk to him.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I hope
0: you en- I hope you enjoyed the epilogue. I um, did.
1: It was it's 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 exciting because Moss is such 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 a little self centered bitch, but she does have some depth to her. So it was exciting to explore that finally.
0: I I'm I'm very excited to getting back to all of you being together because I'm very excited to see how all of you are going to be like piecing different bits of information that each of you have gotten on your epilogues together. Yeah. Um, so I'm very I'm very excited to see how that goes. Um, Before we head off uh, Do you want to say anything
1: Uh, Yeah I mean I'm not doing a lot just you know I've got That stupid freaking Quarantine depression which is not Making me do anything uh, except play Animal Crossing which is literally all I've been doing For two months but when I do do Things I'm on the internet as Molly McIsaac across all boards and uh, There will be content coming someday Probably actually very soon since I'm Getting baby chickens next week Uh, there's going to be a lot of chicken content you guys can look forward to.
0: Nice. Very cool. Uh, My name is Jake. You can find me on Twitter at IndigoQT. Uh, This is the second of three epilogues. We've got Krug's epilogue coming up next, which we have hinted at. Very much so in both of the previous two epilogues. So
1: Ooh, I'm you know,
0: so excited. We'll see how Krug handles his epilogue. I I have to say I very much enjoyed this epilogue a lot. I enjoyed I enjoyed Jonas and Williams epilogue too. But I I I like all of, so far. No, I I like all of the epilogues. They're really fun because I like being able to get like a little bit more information out of <coughs> the individual characters and Mm -hmm. players and and it like without having to feel like, Oh, sorry, we're taking a bunch of time away from the four other people here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, anyways, uh, thank you so much everyone for dealing with our audio issues in the very beginning. uh, And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.